Evening God, from the five-year-old Tony. Now, Tony, your bowl looks as young as the first time we met. All right, now that's Tony. Then there is myself, God, who does not look, well, like the first day we met. And then there is you, God. That's right, do you really think you would slide by on this one? You are so old, so old, that you might as well live forever. Now, the difference between our respective ages, God, is that when it comes to you, your age is not a liability. Billions of your creatures on this earth honor, pray to, and revere you without any thought to your age. Aren't you lucky? And that you are because, for the rest of us, age is not only a liability, yeah, it is a one-way trip to banishment. I'm going to say it again. And you are lucky because the rest of us are on a one-way trip to banishment. Unless, of course, well, you happen to be an object. That's right. It is so cute that many of us two-legged can gaggle on about the art piece that is a thousand years old, or a house that was built during the American Civil War, oh, or a tree in the world that has its roots going back to we don't even know because it's the oldest tree on our planet in Greece and people flock to see it. But when it comes to humans that are 70, 80, 90, 100 years old, 100 years old, we don't gaggle, we gag. With all the attention, we may give an old object or a house or a tree, we don't give a shit's worth of attention to the elderly. Look, God, I'm gonna ask you to take a moment and visit the senior living facilities around the U.S. and the world. That's all right. I'll wait. So, new, what'd you see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I think of your cruel treatment of Moses, it pales in comparison to the endless beds and rooms and wards and hallways where the aged sit and wait to die. Okay, okay, okay. Let me stop. There are, of course, loving children who visit their parents in their own homes and assisted living residences. They age with grace and humor and longtime friendships and favorite TV shows and music and sports and hobbies. What a blessing. Well, there are two sides to aging, as there are to you, God. For every content and continent creature, there are many others who have no one or have someone but don't have the time or want to visit. Now, perhaps there's a good reason, right? The parents or a grandparent is an asshole and should rot in loneliness. Fine, okay, noted. Still, whether those who are living in what is termed God's waiting rooms, who maybe have no children or relatives, we, the stranger, should be visiting them. Yes, we, the stranger, I should be doing it for the same reason all those who ooh and ah when seeing an ancient artifact. There is much to learn and much to admire. Any one of us flesh and blooders who can survive your game for seven, eight, nine, do I hear ten? All right, ten decades has learned a lot, has stories to tell that could bolster our young existences. We should be flocking to the agent. There should be waiting lines heading out the door and around the block. There should be an unending desire to know what they know. Right, don't we? Death. Death scares the shit out of us. Actually, it does medically. I mean, speaking, literally. But it also, for many, from a moral perspective, 
it scares the shit out of us. When I see your finkled face, when I notice your watery left eye and hear your labored breathing or hold my breath as you slowly walk with your cane, I see my future. I see my own end and I cannot look. I cannot. And in that moment of turning away, we turn away from precious learning that has taken so long with so much struggle to be hanging here on a tree of life and just letting it fall to the ground and decompose. Death keeps us from learning. So many young are, are tended and brainwashed to believe that real power is the power of youth. Behold, my skin is tight and supple and my tits are firm. Yet as my young son's girlfriend has proclaimed, great, you have an ass. Well, we all do. Get over it. We all have an ass or maybe an ass, but ass, the skin, and the breast will eventually sag. Gravity is the great equalizer. Gravity, though, has no power over one's existence or insights or secret discoveries of your gain that has been mined and stored and awaits an audience. It is one of the greatest of all sins. It is one of the greatest of all sins to not learn from all those who have played your game for so long. They may be quiet prophets of a neighborhood or a murderer in a cell, but there is knowledge waiting silently inside the flesh to be shared. One of the great tragedies of all time was the burning of the Library of Alexandria, where the scrolls holding great cognitive concepts on fire, rising into the air as cinder and smoke. And if only the onlookers of that day could have literally breathed in the scholarly soot and slowly exhaled it over time. <laughs> no such luck. With the fire, it was gone. And with all the elders sitting, lying, staring at the space, sleeping, for there is nothing else to do. They've already turned to cinder and smoke. Several years back, when I was visiting, well, one of my dearest spiritual friends who was dying, I walked into the common room one afternoon to find all the residents sitting on chairs asleep with their mouths open, the sunlight on their ghost-like faces, and I began to cry. My reaction was not because they were close to death and I was afraid of their holy communion or their collective weakening flesh. No, their stories were so silent. Yes, they were dying, but when I woke up, my dear friend, he reignited the life still inside him, and we talked, and I learned. I thought about each of the other residents were also waiting for the same awakening, the same opportunity to ignite, let someone be warmed by what they had learned. It never came. God, the flesh is strong, more fierce, and more willful than you ever imagined. The flesh protects the soul inside us all, but the flesh's main goal is to protect itself. For the flesh to see vulnerability in another a flesh, to see weakness, it's the ultimate existential horror. If you think that I'm being dramatic, way too dramatic about this, well, go to any beauty salon, any cosmetic department, any plastic surgery office. You will see both men and women willing to do whatever they can get away without their accountant knowing to mask the lessening power of the flesh. Harriet, a dear friend of mine, told me once that she passed a mirror and caught a glance of herself and stepped back before that mirror and screamed, Who the fuck is that? That is how we, your creatures, tend to see one another. You 
Your body is rotting, so too must all you have learned. So scared are we of the body's slow and undeniable demise that we forget that it has never been the body that we fell in love with. It is not the body that spoke or wrote words that made others make us laugh or cry. It is not the hand covered in aging spots touching your hand that comforts you, but the ageless soul that has been weaned and weathered and now longs to give away all the gifts of wisdom collected so that it can continue to be of use. Perhaps, perhaps, your creatures can fool themselves and see the aged flesh as stately homes or precious porcelain works or mighty cedars. Fine, fine by me. With the perishing of all elders in all the nursing homes throughout the planet, it's like the burning of Alexandria's library over and over. And I willingly accept any rules to keep and give us the courage to not let our fear of death keep us from learning more about ourselves. Now I know, God, you know, not every country sees death like Americans do. There's not as much fear. There's more of an understanding that death is just an extension of our existence. And song, so often, is like a wonderful ovation, an aloha of saying, you're leaving. Well, here's a song right now. You scared by my wrinkles So much so you don't see the twinkle So much so you turn away And leave me to another day What was new is growing bold There is rust and ruts and folds That I can't be stopped, I'm told Let's face it, I'm growing old. What do you expect from me? Life's not supposed to be easy. It leaves its marks for all to see. Each one is a story, each a hardened fact. Thank you for sitting by my side, and I hope that you'll be back. Don't be scared by my looks. I'm just like your oldest favorite book. The one that you hold so dear over time with the tattered covered and sagging spine. The words are still the same. Words that make you laugh and cry when it comes to me well you want to shell me and pass me by what do you expect from me life's not supposed to be easy it leaves its marks for all to see each one is a story it's a hard in fact i thank you for sitting by my side and i hope that you'll be back 
Are you scared by my wrinkles? So much so you don't see the twinkle. So much so you turn away and leave me to another day. What was new is growing mold. There is rust and ruts and folds that can't be stopped, I'm told. Let's face it, I'm growing. Well, I think that song will become an instant classic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean the words, the, the melody is just, you know, something that you just want to sing in your car as you're heading down a beautiful, sunlit, tree-lined path. No, 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 no. But, you know, unfortunately, when we think about aging, we think about death, and it warps us, and I just felt the music needed some warping because... We should not see those who are aging as those who are dying. They are treasures. They've actually played your game for so many minutes, so many weeks, months, years. They have so much to offer. They want to offer it. And we get so caught up, so intoxicated by our newness that we forget the most important idea of all, that the aged are to be honored and to be listened to for as long as they're willing to talk. Because your game, God, is a bitch. And if we can learn anything that might help us understand it better, we should do so. Anyway. I'm going to get off my soapbox, get into my bed. How's that? <laughs> Night, God. Rest. <laughs>